began, our message today is being thankful. Now, a lot of times what we do is we're thankful when we get the things that we want. Amen? We're not so thankful when we don't get the things that we want. Am I right about it? All right. But that's not God's way. See, God got a different way. So I'm going to go to the scripture and deal with God's way because he has what we call the better way. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians. We're just going to go on through this. We're going to get it done. 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, verses 12 through 18. The word of the Lord says, And we beseech you, brethren. This is Paul speaking. Thessalonians, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish, which is to correct you, and to esteem them very highly in love. He didn't say in pride or making them a God or anything. He said esteem them highly in what? Love for their works sake. Because you don't know what them folk be going through. Amen. Come on now. You talk to me. And be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you brethren. Warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble minded. That's the weak minded. We all get weak sometimes, right? Support the weak and be patient toward all men. Because all of us got problems. We have to be patient with one another. And patience is not that easy sometimes when we're going through or when others aren't doing what we feel that they should be doing. You know, the Bible says be patient. Be patient toward all men. And see that none render evil for evil unto any man. But ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. And watch this. In some things or everything. Uh-huh. In everything, give thanks. Remember when I said we like to give thanks for what we like, but we don't like to give thanks when things aren't. But, but, but that ain't what the words say. See, that's contrary to God's word when we do this, right? It says, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. Now, when you look at that word you there, most of the time we think of it as being individual, Right? But it's not. doesn't stop there. He's talking about the whole body. You. As well as myself. You see, we're a body. That's what we were talking about this morning when I told Ray. Ray, you in my message. I started to let Ray, you want to come on up and do this thing? <laughs> anyway, God wants us to work together as a body. 
Because how can two walk together unless they agree? Now, agreeing don't mean that you're going to understand one another all the time, but agreeing means that you're going to communicate. See, it's a difference between understanding and communicating. Because your understanding can be different from my understanding. But we must learn to communicate. Because where there is no communication, there really isn't any understanding. And where there is no understanding, then that's where schism in the body comes. That's where wars come. Because there's no communication. You got your understanding, I got mine, and we're not budging. And we're about probably going to see a war soon if we're not careful. Simply because non-communication. The reason why I don't care who you put in what they call the White House up there, ain't no man able to handle that job. It don't make no difference who you put in there. Why? Because there are too many minds who are not communicating. Everybody got their own understanding. And and, And it works all the way down to the individual household, to the individual, where there is no communication. There is no peace. You cannot operate if you don't have communication. Communication is a very difficult thing. Very difficult sometimes. But the word of the Lord says, be thankful, not in some things, but in all things. Sometimes we're up. Tough time we're down, and a lot of times we're somewhere in the middle. We don't know which way to go. We go through these changes in life. We're trying to get out of holes that we dug for ourselves. We're doing the best we can. Ain't it good to know that we've got Jesus on our side? Because Jesus' promise says that, lo, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's the promise of him. He said, lo, I'm with you even until the end of this thing, this world, this age, however you want to look at it. You see, God is still with us. But when you're going through, sometimes you might not remember that God is with you. See, you can be so low in yourself and going through until, you know, you don't even see hope. That's why the fellowship is so important. Because when we come together as a group, see, this is not a one-man show. I can't do this by myself. Brenda can't do it by herself. Brenda and I can't do it. It takes the body. And it takes the effectual working of the body. Whether it be in the church whether it be in a relationship, it makes no difference. We've got to somehow learn to work together. Now, we're not going to do everything with each other that's going to satisfy one another, but here's where communication comes in again. Because when we lose communication, we've lost the battle. When we lose communication. That's why there's so many breakups. That's why there's just so much mess because we don't have communication. People going through. People sick. 
People dying. We had a gentleman that we know dying last night. Mm-hmm. See, the God has already put the gifts in the package. Amen? Amen. Now you get ready to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. See, the Bible says in the book of Revelation, there's going to come a time when God's going to go inside his temple and he ain't going to hear what no man has to say. That's the book. So, it's wrapping up, y'all. It's wrapping up. And I'm not saying that to bring fear because I don't teach that fear thing, you know. I teach that love thing. See, God wants us to love one another. You see, everything that God tells us to do is organized with the thread of love going through it. In our suffering, it's organized with God's love going through it. In our faults, in our mishaps, it's organized with God's love going through it because while yet we were sinners, Christ died for us. And Christ so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. See, a lot of people don't understand that only begotten son. I'm going to explain it to you. That word son means the builder of God in man. Amen? What it means. Now, God's word says that he so loved us that he gave his only begotten son. Well, who is that builder? We call him Jesus Christ. But, but that, ain't, that ain't enough. You see, you've got to know who and what Jesus is. He's more than your savior. He's much more than that. See, the word Christ is a, actually another word. For God, it means Messiah, Christos, the anointed one. Now, Christ, according to Paul, is the power and the wisdom of God. See, that's what saved you. It was the power and the wisdom of God. The reason why Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God, according to the Bible, in the book of Romans, is because There is only one power, one, and that's the power of God. And all other powers are ordained by God. So that's why Jesus is the only begotten son of God, because it's the only power that God has. It's the only power that God needs. The Bible says there's only one power. And that's the power of God, Jesus Christ, who created it all. Blessing. And if Christ is able to create everything throughout the eternal universes of universes, then don't you think that God is able to carry us through whatever it is that we're going through? What I'm saying, church, don't feel down on yourself when you make a mistake. You're going to make them. Over and over and over and over. Some of you going to make all your life if you're honest with yourself. And it's time for the church to stop lying. It's time for the church to start seeing this thing as it is and understanding that it's only through Christ. That's our hope of glory. We don't have no other way out. 
except through Christ. I don't care what you're going through. Like I told you before, I'm probably the worst in here. But I'm still God's man. See, it ain't up to you. The Bible says, who are you, old man, who judges another man's servant? Is it not for that master to determine whether that man stands or whether that man falls? See, sometimes we get out of our league because we as human beings, we get tired. Of what we're going through. We get tired of what other people are taking us through. We get tired. But God says be patient. Toward all men. And give thanks. In everything. That's not an easy thing to do. It ain't so basic is it? When you got to put up. With what you got to go through in life. Not only with yourself. But. With others. Knowing that whatever it is that we do, we affect not only ourselves, but we affect everybody that's in our arena. But God still loves us. He knows how to love us when we don't even know how to love ourselves. So we're sitting down here on earth going through hell. Love is waxed cold. Brenda gave a prophecy not long ago about the shelves going to be bare, put up. Put your foot, look, look at the prices. Look at the prices. Talking to my cousin last night. She went down in the freezer. She got a roast out. The roast was $10. She went to the store and saw one roast. They had one little roast there. It was smaller than the one she had. It was $33. But see, like Brother Ray and I was talking, if people would work together, see, we could control the prices. Just stop eating the meat. Stop buying it. We could control the gas. Stop buying it. But you see, they ain't going to do that. A house divided cannot stand. It won't stand. It's got to be in agreement. Doesn't mean that you're going to do everything right because you're not. But it means you've got to be in agreement. Okay, we got to do something. we got to work something. You know? Change it. When you know you can't do this over here on your own, get somebody to help you do it. You know what I mean? If you can't do right with your money, get somebody to help you with it. And what I do, I'd rather be broke and have my home than for them to have it out there buying Nike and all this. I think paid $10 for this Nike. Somebody else might have paid 100 for it. Not me. So what I'm saying is, is that the Bible talks about it's better for two to be together than for one. So one down doesn't have them up and one cold, the other can help warm them, you know what I'm saying? 
Worst thing in the world is to be cold. It to be cold, and you got to get in an empty bed with just you. That's that can be rough. You can get used to it, but why if you don't have to? I'm just trying to make some common sense. Let's go to the book of James. <coughs> James five fourteen through sixteen. Put that up, please. Is any sick among you? Let him call to the elders of the church. Who got to make the move? I said, who's got to make the move? Who is you? The sick one. (laughs) Come on, y'all. Is any among you sick? Let him. That's that, that, that's an action word. You got you call for the elders of the church, or you can just sit there and be sick. Mm-hmm. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Next verse. And the prayer of the faith shall save the sick. Save. He done flipped the script. He done went to a whole different area now. You're looking for healing in one thing, but he's talking about, I'm going to heal something else for you. <laughs> Your soul. He, the proud faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they should be, he also put, see that he's talking about salvation here. And they shall be given, forgiven him. Next verse. Uh-oh. You better watch doing that in some of these churches. Confess your faults one to another. Let me tell you something right now. Let me just stop right there. Take that off. Put me back on. Let me just tell you something right now. The reason why people can't confess and won't confess and apprehensive about confession in the churches is because of self-righteous people. Running that old big mouth, saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. Any of y'all in here like that? Somebody telling a lie. Everybody in here like that at some time or another. Just like me talking about that woodpecker and then wisdom hit me and say, well, you need to check in. Why you ain't got a, hit, a, a headache? The wood you be pecking on? The sin? Mm-hmm. 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 Confess. He said, now, confess your faults among one another. Well, put it back up there, son. And pray one for another that you might be healed. For the effectual firm prayer of a, not any man, but a righteous man availeth much. Take it down. So here we are. Now, if you can't feel free to confess your sins among your brethren and sisters, then where's the healing going to take place? It can't. So because the body of Christ is the way it is, judgmental, 
Because soon as people get saved, first thing they start doing is stop looking at themselves, start looking at somebody else. That old self-righteous spirit comes upon them. I keep that out of here. That thing will destroy a church. It will kill a church, a body. It will kill a body. He said, now, confess your faults among one another. But people are afraid to confess. I do it all the time up here. I don't care what you think about me. I'm going to do it. Somebody out here, they'll pray for me. I know they will. No wifey will. Thank you, brother. So I throw it out there. Because I know somebody will catch it and pray for me. You see, I don't care about revealing myself. I don't care. I never have cared and I don't care now. I don't care what you think about it. You did not save me. So who are you? You ain't got no authority in whether I go to hell or whether I go to hell. That's out of your league. And I don't have no authority over you in that matter. So we just need to straighten this out. Put it back up, son. I think I put that scripture back up there. Please. That ye may be healed. For the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, it says it availeth much. Well, let's look at Matthew 5.39. Matthew 5.39. But I say unto you that you resist not evil. Let me don't resist evil. I'm going to explain it. Don't get crazy. <laughs> you see it written there and you're about to go ballistic. <laughs> what? You see it written there. You don't argue with that. But when I say you yeah, it's written. But I, this is Jesus speaking. But I say to you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite you the on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Jesus demonstrated this when they captured him. They slapped him, they beat him, they done all kinds of stuff. But he never said a mumbling word. But that word resist, it said, resist not evil. Church. You and I, hear me good, you and I cannot defeat evil in our own power. I said in our own power. That's why we need Jesus. When it says resist not evil, it means don't you go up against it. On your own. It's too powerful for you. That's why God said don't touch that. That's why Paul said touch not, taste not, handle not. Because those that do perish at the usage thereof. That's why that's in there. 
See, a lot of times we put our hands to things that we got to fight the rest of our life. I got things I'm fighting all, been fighting it all my life because I put my hand to it. Come on now. This is a real church. We teach dynamic truth up in here. What we do with it after that is up to us, but little by little, we're going to make it as long as we keep the faith. Don't ever give up. Tell what you're going through. I walked many miles going through hell that I've taken myself to. But I don't give up on God. Because I know the word. The word's always there. Even as Solomon said, even in my folly, wisdom was still there. That's why I'm still alive. Because I should have been dead long time ago. When I say a long time ago, not only a long time ago, but several times. If it were not for the Lord. If it were not for the Lord, all of Israel would perish if it were not for him. Say, don't resist evil. Step back away. And when we step back, when we surrender, then what God does is we put God, we allow God to come out front on that. When we put ourselves out there up front trying to resist it, we're not strong enough. It's going to wear us down. Because evil is a force that never stops. Evil is a force that don't need resting. When I was in the life of crime, I'm going to tell you how crazy I was. They'd be looking for me all over the place. I say, well, they're going to get tired sooner or later. Now they ain't going to get tired because they change shifts. They keep looking. I got tired. They didn't. You understand what I'm saying? Evil don't get tired. We get tired, and it causes us to surrender to it when we try to deal with it on our own. So we have to allow God to be up front. That's why I say, don't you resist it. You surrender and let God take the front on this. That's what that scripture is saying there. Understand? All right. That's good. That's real good. That's real good. Yeah. A couple more scriptures. Galatians 6, 1 and 2. Galatians 6, verses 1 and verses 2. Amen. Are we there? Watch this. Brethren, that's us. If any man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are self-righteous, is that what it say? Oh, there's a difference. Ye that are spiritual. In other words, those that know God and the word of God and understand what's going on here. The Bible says that if any man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual. Not just anybody. You can't let anybody, because some folk will kill you with the word. Restore, let him which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of what? Another word for love, kindness, 
considering, uh-oh, considering yourself while you're trying to restore somebody else. Be careful. Make sure you're in the spirit of meekness because considering thyself, least thou also be tempted. In other words, it could fall on you too. The man that died last night, he didn't care too much for me. I don't even know him. But from day one, I don't even know if I ever met him. I might have seen him from afar. But that didn't have my bearing on whether I'm going to pray for him. Because let me tell you something. It could have been me. So I, I told him, and I said, now look, I'm going to pray for this man. And I've been praying for him. And I'm praying for his family now. You see, it's not, I'm not, look, I got control of how I feel about you. I'm not going to let you have control over me because you might feel about me one way. I got to feel that same way. But no, 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 no. It ain't got to be like that. It ain't got to be like that not, uh, at all. Put verse 2 up there, son. Galatians 6, 2. Bow one another's burdens. Now watch this. Just go that thread of love again. Because you ain't going to bear nobody's burden if you ain't got no love for them. And watch this. And so fulfill the law of who? Does not the word say, whosoever loveth one another has fulfilled the whole law? So when you're in doubt about anything, I don't care what you're going through, just remember to love. When you don't even think you got a chance of making it in, if you can remember just to love one another, then you're going to get in. Because that's what God is looking at. What's your love agenda like? Because you can speak the tongues of angels and know all the prophecies and Speak in all the tongues, and you can do all of that, but if you ain't got love, you don't have anything. And out of faith, hope, and love, the greatest is L-O-V-E, love, another word for charity. Because mm-hmm. your faith is going to cease. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Your hope is going to cease, but love is never going to cease. Let me explain that to you. After we leave this world, we ain't going to need hope no more. And we ain't going to need faith no more. Because everything that we believed in is going to be fulfilled. But we still going to need love. Because you cannot be in God's presence without love. Because God is love. Amen? Got it? Got it? See, the world need hope. The church need hope. Church don't need us beating them over the head. You don't have to come with all the greatest of revelations sometimes. Sometimes you just need to preach about love. About love. Nice. Acts 7 38. For some reason. The Lord had me go here. See a lot of people. What did I say? Acts what? 738. Is that what I said? 
Yeah. Nobody talked to me this morning. (laughs) Verse 38. Talking about Jesus Christ. This is he Mm -hmm. that was in the church. Called it the church. In the wilderness with the angel which spake to him in the Mount Sinai. And with our father, who received the lively oracles to give them to us. Well, it's talking about Moses. But it's telling you that Christ was the angel that spoke to Moses about his church that he was carving out in the wilderness. His church, who is known as Israel. Amen. See, the church just didn't start. Listen to me. No, listen to him. The church just didn't start in the New Testament. You know where the church started at? With Adam and Eve. With Adam and Eve. That's where the church started. Because the Bible says the mystery of marriage is the mystery of Christ and the church. That's where the church started. Israel hadn't even been born yet. Mm -mm. So, you can't have Israel without Israel being the church. And you can't have the church without the church being Israel. You understand what I'm saying? According to the world, because it just said... That the church of God was in the wilderness. And we as the Israelites was the one in the wilderness. You're not going to make me no Gentile when I know that I'm of the tribe of Judah. The tribe of praise. No, no, no. You're not going to put a fake Jew and take my place. I don't know about you. But you better do your research. They want to keep everybody blind and then prop up the ones they want to be propped up. It ain't right. You got to do your research. You do your research and you will learn. Do your research. And when you tell the truth about it, oh, they're anti-Semitic. They this, they that. You ain't anti-nothing. You anti-lie. That's what you're against. Because they don't want us to know who we are. The Word of God says that the 12 tribes of Israel is scattered throughout all the earth. That's God's Word. You're not going to take my heritage from me. Paid cost for this. I don't care what I go through. I don't care what it looked like. Church didn't start in New Testament. 
church started with Adam and Eve, according to the Bible. There's the mystery of Christ in the church. Read the book of Ephesians. No, Christ started the church in the New Testament. Liar. God started the church with Adam and Eve. Where two or three are gathered, he's in the midst. Where he's in the midst, the church is there. Huh? Man, woman, God. At three, he's in the midst. Uh-huh. That's why he come looking for him. He miscommunicated. Something ain't right here. Why you hiding? Hmm? You ain't sin. You know how we hide when we sin? As if God don't love us? No. That's the lie. The devil. You got to remember that Christ died. For our sin. Because he loved you. Jeremiah say he's married to the backslider. Mm-hmm. How many of us backslide? Mm-hmm. I know we got some folk in here perfect, but most of y'all told the truth. I like folk to tell the truth about our infidelity. See, we think that there's this thing called covert and overt sins. Some you know you're doing. All of them you don't know you're doing. You can just get a thought. That's sin. Jesus said, if you just think about (laughs) another woman, you know, sin. You done committed adultery. That thing go deep, don't it? They go deep. But then you got all these little old fine fillies running all around in front of you. Half dressed, half naked. It's already hard enough as it is. And coming up in the church. We don't have them here. But they do have them now. And they'll get on the front row with a miniskirt on. And the preacher trying to preach. And the people in the back. Trying to look at the preacher, but it's really hard because they're looking at something else. Am I real about it? Because we're human beings. And don't think you above being tempted, because you're not. I was telling my apostle the other night, and I think I was telling Tom too, two things I don't do. I don't mess with other women. I don't. And I never mess with another woman in a church like a lot of pastors do. And I don't mess with money. I don't touch no money. Do I? That money go through several hands. But don't go through mine because you'll never accuse me of stealing your money. What you can do is accuse me and Brenda going broke for putting money up in here to keep it going. Now, if you want to do something, do that. And in my closing, here it is. Be patient with all men. Don't give up on yourself. Know that God loves you. Know that God cares about you. Know that God is with us all the way. Not some of the way. He went all the way to save a sinner like me. Amen?
Give God some praise, church. Give him praise.